In this episode, we're going to talk with Christine Shepard from the Josephine County WIC program about how to keep your family safe, access resources, access the WIC program if you have never been eligible before, uh, and some other things that you may not know or be surprised by in the WIC program, even if you have accessed it in the past. This is the All Care Health Health and Wellness Podcast with your hosts, Sam Engel and Roxanne Robinson. And every month, we're going to bring conversations around local health and wellness topics, issues and concerns, ideas, and really the idea is to explore the relationship between individual health, what makes you healthy and happy, and how that affects community health and well-being. Thank you for joining us. We're here today talking with Christine Shepard, joining us from Josephine County, WIC. Thank you so much for your time and meeting with us today, Christine. Thanks, Roxanne. Absolutely. So um, we want to talk about uh, a few things today. We know what's going on with our current culture, climate, pandemic, um, and we want to talk to our community uh, about that and about some additional resources that may be out there that you are or not aware of. Um, kind of want to dive into what WIC is all about and um, just have a great conversation. So uh, first of all, I guess we could start talking about pregnant moms and babies and this vulnerable population that we have right now. Um, what are you guys doing differently than what you normally do in WIC okay. with seeing, seeing moms and babies and, and children? Right, yeah, we've made a transition over to more telehealth. Um, so we uh, are doing all of our consultations um, and appointments over the telephone mm -hmm. so that we can just be more mindful of our families um, and keeping them nice and well and healthy. And so uh, we are making that shift to um, just during this this vulnerable time period, we're just um, going to be adjusting some of the way we receive some of those um, proofs uh, that we need to from all of our clients but for those quarterly contacts that we need that don't actually need a weight or a height or anything like that we um, are actually just doing those over the phone um, and then issuing those benefits out to the folks we're trying to make it as easy as possible with our family's well-being in mind so typically um, for those of you out there who have never accessed WIC before and don't know a lot about WIC uh, Women who are pregnant are eligible to start receiving WIC services, and that goes from pregnancy to birth to what age? It's so postpartum um, to six months postpartum for the mom. Mm -hmm. uh, if she chooses to exclusively breastfeed, then we'll continue to keep her on the program for a full year. Mm -hmm. um, but we offer WIC benefits for infants from birth through age five. Excellent. And... Those are healthy foods. Tell us about the healthy foods mm -hmm. and um, the they get fresh fruits and vegetables as well every spring, correct? Yes. So um, they actually get fresh fruits and vegetables every month now. Um, we've uh, a few years, quite a while ago, we've adjusted our food list to include um, all the food food groups. We historically, if anybody knows anything about a WIC, about WIC, it used to be very juice heavy. Mm -hmm. um, and so what we did was we lobbied quite a bit. Uh, we've got that juice to add a, um, the juice allotment to be reduced. And now we offer uh, dollar amounts to, to the 
to the participants for fresh fruits and vegetables. That includes organic fresh fruits and veggies um, at the store. Mm-hmm. And then during um, the summertime, we have the um, FDNP program or uh, the the Farmers Farm Direct Nutrition Program, um, where we will provide an additional dollar amount to participants who are eligible at that time to f- um, to be able to spend those dollars exclusively at local growers markets to excuse me to um, to support the local growers um, in the community. It's exciting, yeah. Um, and for you know, with everything that's going on right now, people are going to be laid off, potentially losing their jobs, looking at a different kind of financial future. And while we get through this transitional period right now, um, can you tell us what the income guidelines and what that looks like Mm -hmm. for other people who maybe typically didn't access these services so that they know that there's um, supplement, there's help out there for them? Yes, absolutely. Um, we we suspect that there's going to be an increase in um, require or um, people wanting our program. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, what I could offer is sending them over to Healthy Oregon. Um, hang on, yes, health healthoregon.gov mm-hmm. for dot uh, org. Oh my gosh, healthy. I wrote it down. Pardon me. I've got so many um, websites in my head right now that I just want to make sure I'm giving you the right website to Absolutely. go to. Absolutely, I wrote it down. Um, healthoregon.org forward slash WIC. That's where they should go to check the income guidelines um, because it varies. Mm-hmm. So foster parents can get onto WIC. Dads who have kids can be on WIC. Grandparents who are looking or primary care um, providers can get onto WIC. Um, So it depends. We'll look at weekly, monthly, or annually. But right now, if there are folks being laid off, um, we're taking any sort of um, documentation, a pink slip, an email that says you're laid off, um, any sort of communication, they should let us know and we can finagle. We we'll find out exactly how to handle that on our end. Mm -hmm. But for now, that um, projected loss of income will count and we will be able to um, put those folks onto the program, but they still need to um, meet the requirements. So they still Mm -hmm. need to be a postpartum woman or a pregnant woman or a kid or a baby um, from birth to five. So it's not going, we're not changing those requirements, but the income requirements are changing. Very good. Uh, so families out there, that are looking for uh, some substitutions. We've been hearing, I'm just going to bring up what what I've been hearing and seeing out there um, on Facebook. I'm, I'm hearing some things about formula shortages. Um, when people are out there shopping, we know that people are kind of freaking out and panicking and they're hoarding food and they're getting lots of food. We wanted to kind of call out attention to a lot of grocery stores out there um, do put these little white wick labels Mm -hmm. 
on the shelves to help shoppers find WIC approved items more easily because sometimes it can be a little bit foggy. You could get peanut butter, but can you get the Adam's peanut butter? Can you get the Jiffy peanut butter? Whatever, whatever it is. But speaking to, you know, everybody kind of panicking and buying up that food, we wanted to talk about that WIC food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is something that we've noticed. Um, A lot of our folks are super concerned about that. We have very strict limitations on what is available on our program. Um, And so when I'm talking to folks or when I see things or posts like you're talking about, I will go in and comment and say, if you can, instead of buying a canned bean or um, a one pound package of dry beans or rice, maybe hit up the bulk section and get it over there Mm -hmm. um, because our clientele cannot use the bulk section. And when I walked through the bulk section the other day, there's tons of availability. Um, But when you look at the shelves, all these items that are WIC specific are missing. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily a supply issue at this point from Mm -hmm. what I've heard from our distributors and our vendor um, management team up at the state. It's more a restocking issue. So a lot of stores are actually closing for extended hours at night so that they can get through that restocking process. Um, It is we're advising a lot of our clients to, if they're noticing shortages when they're out, to um, go and ask a customer service if there's anything in the back. I do know that a lot of stores, just in general, not even during this at this time, they will keep a lot of the formula behind the customer service desk. Mm-hmm. And so they'll put out a token amount on the shelves. Um, but when clients are seeing that that's, or participants, when they're seeing that it's empty, we send them to the customer service desk. Um, they also have the ability for formula specifically to go to a pharmacy. And the pharmacy has 72 hours in which to um, get their order in for them. So Good um, to know. Yeah, so I would really encourage folks, if you can, to purchase um, bulk items instead of buying these um, uh, prepackaged items um, and and leave those items on the shelves for a lot of my folks or our WIC participants. Another way people can help out is going to that website again. It is healthy or healthoregon.org forward slash WIC where you can actually download the food list and you can see the kinds of items that we're offering folks Mm -hmm. um, so that you can be a little bit more aware when you're going out to maybe steer clear of those items um, and leave those um, so that that availability is there. Excellent. So, so Great message for everybody there. Please leave enough for everybody else. Um, And then also, if you're looking for formula and you're having a hard time finding it, pharmacy is a resource and customer service is a resource. That's correct. Yeah. Thank you so much. On that same note, since we're talking about formula, let's talk about milk sharing. Mm. In the current climate with what's going on, because, you know, we've made a lot of progress in our culture to normalize breastfeeding, to encourage breastfeeding and pumping, and also milk sharing, because there are safe ways to do milk sharing. But tell me more about that right now. Yeah, um, this as a lactation consultant is always one of those little tricky um, conversations to have mm-hmm. um, as it can be 
super controversial. There are informal milk sharing websites out there. Um, current guidelines for WIC and as lactation consultants, we are always recommending that you follow through the, with the Academy of um, the American Academy of Pediatrics recommendations and mm-hmm. the FDA guidelines that um, we any sort of internet-based milk sharing. Uh, informal milk sharing should not be encouraged. Mm -hmm. Um, We should encourage folks to visit um, the um, HMBANA is what we call it, but the Human Milk Banking Association of Northern America. Uh, We send them to that website to find and access proper milk or proper methods of um, accessing some of that breast milk um, because um, they follow a lot of guidelines on... uh, you know, sterilizing that milk, or not sterilizing that milk, but pasteurizing, pasteurizing it, it and making sure that it's everything is up to snuff, mm-hmm. basically. Um, there has been some research um, on those informal internet web-based milk-sharing websites that some of those samples that have been sold have been contaminated with bacteria. Mm-hmm. A lot of them have not been milk. Um, a lot of them have actually been... Um, like animal milks, it's not real. Oh my real. goodness. So there's no um, guidance or oversight in these yeah. websites, and it can be very dangerous for your children. So, um, you know, use your best judgment. We just don't know enough right now to say, you know, yes, take breast milk from somebody that, that you really trust because, as we all know, we could have we could all be carriers and not mm-hmm. really know it and we don't know how this virus behaves etc but it's a just a standard recommendation is to go through the proper channels go through the habana website um there will be preference given to those fragile babies that are in the nicus um there are sites where you can purchase breast milk through the milk banks if there's an excess but during I didn't em- know that. That's yeah. good to know. Um, but during emergencies, um, from the World Health Organization as well, during em- during an emergency, breast milk is and breastfeeding is the number one method of feeding infants mm-hmm. um, because of lack of there could be a lack of um, access to clean water, which could cause other issues that kind of come down the line. So we're encouraging breastfeeding. Um, if you need any assistance with that, I recommend you contact my office. We can help get things sorted and push you in the right direction. Um, if you don't qualify for my program, then I can send you off to. Um, I do know that Three Rivers has got um, their outpatient lactation consultants they're open they're still uh, doing phone based and tele- telehealth mm-hmm. but they're still actively seeing participants so i would strongly suggest reaching out and getting all of those uh, questions answered that's fabulous Bias, yeah uh, i did have a question i, I was mm-hmm. talking to a mother the other day who is getting ready to adopt a baby mm-hmm. and she's trying hard to induce lactation correct yeah and she's also, you know, looking for other resources in case she's um, not able to induce lactation. Would she be able to contact you guys for lactation support for trying to induce that? Mm-hmm. And think- also, sorry, would she be, is, is it a, is an adopted baby eligible for milk from the human milk bank? Would they be mm-hmm. one of those I know they wouldn't be prioritized like um, a NICU baby, mm-hmm. but would they possibly go a little bit higher up the list? 
Um, that I'm unsure of, but I would definitely encourage them to reach out and see what their avenue or their options are at that time. Okay. Um, but that would be a good place to start. Um, at this time, yeah, our hands are kind of tied. WIC is grant funded for, as a as a federal program, and so any dollars that we spend need to be spent with WIC participants mm-hmm. at this point. Um, so I would say, yeah, sure, call me. I can give you some resources to to find other people who could help you intensely with that um, mm-hmm. at this moment. But I need to prioritize our WIC clients. Well, that mama will be a she oh, would be a WIC yeah. client once the baby's in her arms. Oh right? yeah. Well, then absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 As long as they're WIC participants, then yes, please. Yeah. Help us. Yeah. Anybody yeah. who's not a WIC participant, we there's lactation available at the hospital. Yes. There's also lactation support available at a lot of uh, the women's health center, mm-hmm. possibly, and uh, pediatricians too. So there's support around there all over yeah. the place, but WIC is specialized for those WIC clients. Yes. And, and my... Um, my department is one of the, um, we're kind of special in Oregon right now. Um, the state office likes to give me dirty looks every now and again, but I was like, I'm resourceful. So um, <laughs> we're one of the smallest counties, um, and yet there are 20 IBCLCs, or International Board Certified Lactation Consultants, in the WIC department in the state. Uh-huh. Um, and three of those are in my department. Oh, my goodness. So um, I have one Spanish bilingual. I have Sherry, who speaks Spanish, too. Mm-hmm. And then I have myself. So um, we've got a, a nice network in my in in our little department right now. So that's please phenomenal. Reach out to us. We have, like I said, we've started that peer breastfeeding counseling program again. Mm-hmm. And so we've got a lot of support for our moms out there, especially in this trying time. If I'd like to offer, if moms are on the fence about, you know, okay, we're reaching that six month mark. That's usually when moms are like, well, they're going to start eating. I want to do formula at this point. I don't need to breastfeed. Recommendations are continue to breastfeed until they're two. World mm-hmm. standard is four, you know, so we encourage yes. you to continue. And especially in this climate, your breast milk is going to be key um, because it's a dynamic, it's a dynamic substance. It's made from your blood, contains those antibodies. It, um, you know, we're generating our own antivirals. We've got it's a it's a beautiful substance, and we really are just encouraging folks to continue and not start introducing other things right now. Yes, so. thank you for bringing up that mm-hmm. point. If anybody was considering weaning their child right now, right now probably is not the best time for that. Right, right. now is the time to to keep going because yes. <clears throat> it's very vital. And you'd mentioned folks calling your office. What's the best number for people to call? Um, you can call us at 541-474-474. Five three three three, um, but I would actually suggest texting us um, at Jockwick, so J O C W I C, and you just text that keyword to eight five five one one, and just tell us what you need, and we'll help you out there. And you're making it easier for people to contact you, but it sounds like you've also changed your hours in light of COVID. Um, but- Yes and no. Okay. Uh, we changed our hours prior to COVID, but um, I have extended the texting hours, so I'm providing off hours um, support at this time. Um, you know, it's the joys of salary work, I guess. So mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm doing that. Uh, so folks can start can text up until seven o'clock at night, and I'll 
be helping them. Um, but yeah, we work nine hour days, Monday through Thursday, eight to six. And then Fridays we're there um, from eight to to noon. So currently, um, we are encouraging everybody to do their appointments over the phone, but we understand that some folks just are in the neighborhood and they want to pop in. Um, you know, our clinic is still open. There is social distancing happening. We're very mindful about sanitation and cleaning and all of that. So if you need to come in, please do. Don't not come in um, or if you cannot get to us. And you have increased availability in the Illinois Valley, too. Yes, absolutely. We are now um, out there every Thursday from 930 in the morning till 4 in the afternoon at the Illinois Valley Family Coalition and Resource Center. That's fantastic. That's very exciting. Yeah, we're so, pretty excited. Do you have any other advice for um, uh, folks who may be curious about WIC who've never participated before, maybe eligible for the first time, mm -hmm. special advice for pregnant women? Um. Yeah, so um, for the folks who have never used WIC before, this is a um, pretty structured program. It's very different to food stamps or SNAP. You can get both programs at the same time. It's not either or. Um, we do require four quarterly contacts um, with folks. So we have two in-person and then two can be remote contacts. So there is a lot of follow-up, but we have been shown to be the premier um weight management and nutrition education programs in the country. Um, so there have been studies oh. out that have shown that, um, you know, decrease in, in uh, weight gains and overweight kids through age five have actually decreased over the years because of our interventions. Um, so it's all about education. It's not just about the food benefits and um, we're here to provide any sort of support uh, for folks. With those pregnant mamas, please do contact us. A lot of pregnant women feel like they have to wait until they have the baby to contact us. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. You get your first test and you're five weeks, you know, give us a call. We want to get you in as soon as possible. The sooner we can get you um, access to care and those resources that you need, the more likely it is you're going to have better or great outcomes when your baby is here. Mm -hmm. And then we've got all everything's set up. It's not now scrambling to try and get everything going. Um, so do access us. A lot of pregnant moms, I will say, it, it does happen where they unfortunately will lose a pregnancy for whatever reason. Um, they are still eligible yes. uh, for our program. Because so. they have to recoup their bodies, exactly. right? Exactly. So many women so. don't know that. I am so happy you brought that yeah. up. So I would really encourage folks, if you find out, and maybe next week you know otherwise, it doesn't matter. Please contact us. We can follow you for six months because that interconception phase is so important. Your body has got so much kind of going on. We want to help support you no matter what. Um, and your staff are very compassionate as oh, to what yeah. a person is going through during that time as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I would offer with our pregnant women too, you're in one of the higher groups. So, you know, where stores are adjusting hours for fragile or high risk populations, that's probably one of those groups I would suggest goes out and, and does your shopping um, at those times. If you're pregnant, if you have to go, um, then head out and do that. If you cannot, then we're re recommending that um, you have a helper go and do that for you. Try and limit exposure yeah. as much as possible. So mm -hmm. just kind of taking good care of yourself. 
And that's a really good point. My kids are older now, but mm-hmm. felt like whenever I brought my baby out to the store, everybody wanted to come say hi. Yes. Do you have any special advice for social distancing parents, mm-hmm. friends, families, loved ones, and social distancing and babies? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's just an inherent um, want when we see a new baby to be inquisitive and go and see and and, and um, enjoy that joy that that family is having. Um Please be mindful of these folks. Um, I have had a lot of moms actually put little cards on their strollers and their car seats when they're out that says, I'm still, you know, growing. Please don't touch me or please don't, you know, kiss on my feet or, you know, um, don't ask to hold me. You can look, you can smile, you can wave. Kids, babies especially respond very well to facial expressions because we kind of get in there pretty close. But yeah, like you were saying, Sam, um, touching their feet, um, saying kind words to mom. How are you doing? Not just make it about baby. Dad's involved as well. You know, check in with dad. How are you doing? Would you like to go for a walk? Or, you know, so just providing that support in general. But we don't need to be so touchy-feely with everybody, um, especially those brand new babies, because a lot of them cannot get immunizations for... A certain amount of time yeah. um and so they're even more fragile so trying to just kind of keep your three to six feet and, and then just throw those smiles their way and waves babies love i that. think being a mother of four children myself and i i had twins that were <clears throat> born a little bit early so i was ultra protective of them I will not go up to another mother's baby and try to touch the baby or get in the baby's no. face. My favorite thing is to do is to catch eye contact with the baby sitting in a, a grocery cart and make little faces at them. And yeah. next thing you know, mom's not paying attention. She looks over to her baby like, why is my baby doing that? And they're uh-huh. full eye contact with me the whole time making silly faces. And it's way better than, you know, potentially harming a child with all of your germs that are not good for that baby. Yeah. So. Yeah. Body language is a big deal. Um, and so I've seen that happen many, many times. Babies are and little copycats. They love it. Yeah. They mm-hmm. mimic a ton of what we do. So, yeah. um, engage that way. It's totally yeah. fine. We can all get that. And, and their happiness is catchy by all means. And so we mm-hmm. can, sh- we can spread some of that cheer around the store when that baby's giggling because of stuff that we're doing from afar. Yes. That could be fun. Yes. All right. Well, um, do you have it? I think we covered just about everything that Mm -hmm. we really wanted to cover today. I did talked about who can access what you can access, what you're doing Mm -hmm. differently right now. Um, protecting those babies, protecting moms. Is there anything else that you'd like to cover? Yeah, I just wanted to speak to one thing, um, and that was about um, formula substitutions. If folks are running into um, some shortages out there or they're seeing a lot of that Facebook conversations Mm -hmm. about alternatives to formula, if you cannot find them, um, it's a really dangerous practice to start diluting or trying to make your own formulas for these babies. And so, again, just kind of reaching out to us if you find yourself in a sticky situation um, and you're running out. Uh, we have ways and other resources that we can point you toward, um, if not put you on the program, if you qualify, those kinds of things. We just want to keep everybody nice and healthy. Um, but, again, it's more of a 
restocking issue, not so much a supply issue at this point. So um, just kind of giving that word out and letting folks know that, you know, there's no need to hoard a whole bunch of these things, just a couple cans at a time or um, a couple items at a time will be just fine. Um, And then it helps ease the burden on some of those workers who have to be there for such long hours so that we can um, have access to all of these things. And I don't know if this has changed. I think it probably has. Do you guys have formula in the office for those emergency situations? That is a good question. That has changed. Um, We got um, guidance from the Food and Nutrition Services at a federal level. Um, We used to have that where folks would try a formula and then they'd have to return it because Mm -hmm. it wasn't working out. Um, We are no longer allowed to to do that um, because we were running into, we didn't have the right classification that we were then becoming a food pantry and we didn't have that correct insurance and coverage and all of that stuff. So um, we will donate to local food banks when we get those in, but any specialty formulas, we cannot do anything with that. So I'm really um, encouraging folks if they are running out or they need extra to access food banks, to access your local provider, um, to get sample cans in the meantime. Um, And the pharmacy. And and the pharmacy. Uh, Well, the pharmacy, if if you've got them available on your your cards Mm -hmm. um, to purchase, but if you've run out and you need extra, they don't have the ability to give you extra. Um, without you purchasing it. So, um, but all the food banks are, there's a, um, we have lists of resources and updated resource lists right now. We have those, um, there's a nice consolidated form that's telling us who's open and how they're functioning and when their hours are. So we can get that to everybody if they need it. Perfect. So shoot you a text. And you can give them that information. Absolutely. Yeah. And we have an email also. Um, so if they text it, I can always email it to them. Um, it's totally fine. Christine, thank you mm-hmm. so much. You're a wonderful source of information. We'll make sure to get that email, the text information, and the website Sounds up good. on the description of the podcast. Um, and just really appreciate the work that you're doing to try and keep people safe and healthy and their nutrition balanced out. Um, any last thoughts? No, thank you for having me. Was there a Facebook page you said? Oh, yes. Ah. Uh, Please like us at Josephine County WIC. Um, We always, we've got up-to-date information on there, and we're linking to Josephine County Public Health. We will post their posts as well um, on Facebook so that you can have up-to-date information about what's kind of going on in the community. And I have my contact details on there as well. Great resource, folks. Be sure to look into this. If you're pregnant or you have children between the ages of birth and five, mm-hmm. please access this resource. Thank, Thank you, you so much for joining us today, Christine. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you for having me.